You had a heart transplant. How do you cope with that? Okay, yeah, here we go. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Creator Convos, the podcast where creators share their stories, habits, and goals. If you don't know me, I'm the host of Creator Convos. My name is Steven from the YouTube channel, Steven Makes Videos. You can find my links down below in the description over there. I make videos about video making and the videography industry and all that kind of stuff. So today is a special episode. Today is a Q&A episode, more or less. I let you guys know on Instagram that I was doing a Q&A episode and I got a few questions from you guys, both on my personal account and on the Creator Convos Instagram account. Those will be linked down below if you would like to follow both of those. And I just want to answer some of the questions that you guys sent. But before we do that, I have a few housekeeping items to mention. First is that um, micro content. The reason, One of the reasons I went on such a long hiatus was just like the overwhelming stress of producing an, an episode every week. They take me like, I don't know, more than three hours each, I'd say. And then on top of that, you have um, perfectionism, um, uh, at least for myself, watching myself in conversation with someone else. As an introvert, that's like very hard for me somehow. Um, so it was really stressful to get episodes like that out every single week. So what I've done this time is I've taken this long, huge break to record a whole bunch of episodes in advance. Now it's just a matter of editing them and sharing them with you. I have like five or six episodes at this moment. I have like five or six episodes recorded. Um, and then one episode that's actually ready to go right now. And you guys will see that next Tuesday. So micro content, I'm going to dial back on that a little bit. I think I'm going to hold off on videos for the time being, but it's all in the air, right? Episodes every week, one of the purposes of having such a huge backlog is I want to be able to put out an episode every single week consistently and having such a huge backlog gives me time to do that. Like I can afford to take a week off at some point if I really, really need a break. Whereas that, the last run was very much like, eh, like gotta get this episode out right now right now so now it's just i have everything i just got to edit them and i feel a whole lot more at peace with that system so there's that now my next update is really sad so you guys remember monty oh also i remember this realize this chair is in frame don't need that don't have a guest today i am my own guest okay monty monty schneider was a great dog and he unfortunately passed away in april so yeah that's very sad. He made a guest appearance in the last episode of the first season. Should we call it a season? Ah, uh, like that first 11 episodes. And he, he made a guest appearance in a few, but most recently he came up right in the middle uh, between my guest and I. And the last one, and is he in the background? Not, not Monty, of course. Um, Louie. Okay, well, he'll come when he wants, but... We do have a new dog. You may have met him earlier. Maybe not on camera here on this podcast channel. Over on my YouTube channel, you have. Um, but our new dog, Louie. Louie is a golden doodle. Louie! No? Okay. He, do he doesn't want to show up. But yes, we still do have a dog. There was, there was an, uh, I think it was like a perfect overlap almost of two months. So we adopted Louie 
like exactly two months before Monty passed away. Monty passed away on April 15th, and Louie has been here since, I believe, February 15th. So, yeah. So we're not at a, you know, you know we're not like dogless. We still have a dog, but yeah, it's a new dog now. So I hope you like Louie. Louie loves us. We love Louie. He is the polar opposite of Monty, by the way. Okay, anyway. Uh, this podcast is about content creation. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about these questions that you guys have asked me over on Instagram. So, personal YouTube channel update. What's that? Mm, pers- oh, yeah. I post twice weekly now. So, over on my YouTube channel, links down below, uh, you will see I'm posting Mondays and Fridays, or at least trying to for the time being. And so far, it's going pretty well. Analytics-wise, not so much. But consistency-wise, I'm doing great. So, if you want to see those kinds of videos Check that out down below in the link in the description. All right, now to your questions. Let's do, what's a, what's a good one to start off with? Okay, what made you want to start a podcast? I'm going to mention them again. Uh, Think Media is a company run by Sean Cannell, Heather Torres, Omar El Catore. If you know Think Media, um, you know that they're awesome. They actually just started a podcast in January, I believe. Think Marketing, awesome podcast. Highly recommend and I went to their event in September. Did I? I feel like I talked about this on the on the very first video on the Creator Convos channel. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story again anyway. In September they had their annual event, Growth Video Live. And I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where they are based. That is where they have their event over at the Sahara Las Vegas Casino Hotel and Casino. It's a great event and super inspirational. I still have all my notes from it, and I reference them like weekly. It's great. And one of the things they said to do was to start a show. So what I took that to mean at the time was that I should have a consistent weekly thing that happens in one spot every single week, that happens in the same format every single week, and that is what I took to mean a podcast. Now, on my YouTube channel, I actually have four different pillars. So. And that, that's another thing I've been doing in quarantine as I've been like, you know, revising how I do YouTube over on my channel, but also re-strategizing for my podcast. And anyway, I wanted to make a show and what they recommended was actually a video podcast because you capitalize on the video people who love to watch YouTube videos and the audio people who love to listen to podcasts. And with video podcasts, it's kind of both. Same with with uh, how I make my YouTube videos. I make them so that you can listen to them. And I did make a video about that. I'm not gonna link it. You can find that down in the description below over on my YouTube channel. But it's just a great way to you know, talk to people. And for me, it was an excuse to bring people in to, so I could talk to them. Not so much now because of the Rona. Hopefully I won't get demonetized for saying that. Not like I can monetize right now anyway, but you get the idea. I don't want this to cause problems down the line, but you know what happens. You know, in early March, mid-March, like numbers started going up and then we went down a little bit and the numbers are back up again. So, you know, I'm not having podcast guests over right now. We are doing Zoom conferences or Zoom calls and those will be the, the episodes that you see uh, going forward for the time being. There was one episode um, that will air next week uh, that I was out in Dallas, Texas, uh, for that one. And we recorded that one, uh, before it was declared a pandemic. So 
Like that'll be the only like IRL episode, but the rest are Zoom meetings. So I'm just something to be aware of. Was I telling? I think I was supposed to tell my podcast story how I, why I started it. I think it, you know what? I think I answered that. Um, lost my train. Lose my train of thought so much. And I could talk about that in a video on my YouTube channel. Okay. Next question. What made you start videography? I made a film about this. It's called My First Computer. Link will be down below in the description, of course. And that goes over. I'm not, I'm just kind of going to gloss over it because I have talked about it before and we're doing pretty good on time. So basically when I was 12, I got a computer from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, started making fun videos for my friends. And then that just kind of grew into high school journalism. Then I attribute one night to like the, I guess the start of my career. And that was October 1st, 2017. Well, I get technically October 2nd, 2017. So that, if you're not from Las Vegas, um, that is the day of the Las Vegas shooting at the Route 91 Music Festival down on the Las Vegas Strip. A lone gunman from the 30-something floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino opened fire on a crowd of thousands of people. Horrible event. And there were six people from my school who were at that event, and two of them were shot. And I felt compelled to make a news story about it, just so I can inform the students. Um, something along those lines. And I, I was kind of getting into, like, High school journalism. I just started this this weekly, uh, like mini story social media thing. Um, I talked about that in the video too. But anyway, it was that is that one night that you know changed Las Vegas life uh, significantly. And you know we can we still see the effects of it today. We have a, a healing garden, which is amazing. If you guys come to Vegas. Check it out in downtown. It's, it's uh, the corner of Casino Center in Charleston. Anyway, uh, yeah, I made it. I made a news story about that. Uh, it didn't get like picked up by any local news stations or anything, but it just like filled me with drive to do more stuff like it. So I really just kind of went. I kind of went into video headfirst from then on. I got a job with the city of Las Vegas. Um, part-time job editing videos at the TV station. And that was really fun. And then eventually I was contracted to do a TV show, link in description as well. Uh, so many plugs. Okay, anyway, that's how I got started with videography. It was one night that transformed like my, my general hobby interest into like, like, oh dang, I wanna do this for the rest of my life kind of thing. And I did not talk about that in the short film. I, I wanted that film to be very uplifting, positive. Um, whereas I feel like here I can be a bit more real. Like that's that's what that's what happened. And and by the way, that film did actually make it into a film festival. And I made a vlog about that. Link down below. Okay. Anyway, next question: What is the hardest slash suckiest part about your job? Uh, well, my job right now is I am a freelance videographer. I formed an LLC uh, like a year and four months ago, I believe. Uh, the, the day I'm recording this, it is July 9th, 2020. I formed it, I formed an LLC in April 2018, I believe. No, April 2019, yes. April 2019, I formed an LLC here in Nevada. And honestly, the... the um, I don't want to say 
the paperwork, but like the, the legalities of running a business. I am not a business person. Like in a literal sense, I am a business person. But one thing I always say is that I am just a creative person who needs a business license to do something legally. So I'm not very well educated on business. I outsource that stuff to CPAs and lawyers. Not entirely. Some of it I do have to learn myself. I mean, I'm 20. I don't have like like unlimited resources to, to hire people and stuff. But that that part, just not knowing exactly what I don't know, uh, kind of like getting into that Dunning, that Dunning-Kruger effect is that I'm aware that there are plenty of things that I am not aware of. I'm ashamed to admit I didn't know how taxes work until a few months after I formed that LLC. We're all good now, but that, that was kind of terrifying. <laughs> and it's, it's that, like the, the scariness of that. And, and I guess if I could throw in a bonus, um, also like following up clients for money. Uh, I do have contracts and stuff, you know, like, like it's, it's my, it's security, you know, but uh, whenever I have to like chase after a client who didn't pay me, it, it really sucks. Like it, it sucks for me. I hate asking for money. I, I give you my price and then, you know, it, like we should just kind of work from there. But it, it's even worse when uh, a client doesn't like follow up and, you know, pay for something I've spent time on for them. You know, it sucks. I, I mentioned that in the video before. Yeah, it's not fun. So, yeah. Next question. What was your favorite platform to post on other than YouTube? Ooh, well, this is interesting. Uh, most fun is Twitter. Now, I have like zero followers on Twitter. But, you know, it's fun to go back and forth with people. Um, like, it's, it's engaging. It's nice. It's fun. That's a platform I really want to grow on. Uh, it's just not working out for some reason, but it's fun, you know. TikTok is fun too. Of course, right now they might ban it in the U.S., but yeah, I made one TikTok that that got a little bit of clout, uh, and I got a ton of followers from that. The algorithm has since like kind of shoved it to the side, uh, and I haven't really been growing on TikTok. Part of the problem is I'm not posting consistently. I don't have any pillars or anything to work with, but. That, that one's fun, like, just quick, fun little videos, uh, I guess. And then Instagram, well, Instagram just looks nice. I, I think that, that one's fun to schedule stuff in advance. I use Planoly to schedule posts, and then they auto-post. And that's, that's the platform I'm on the most, uh, because, I'll, not, not, no, there's no because. It's just, like, where I am the most, so, like... I am most active on there. I DM people through there. That's like my main communication app. Like, honestly, I probably use that more than, than my texting messages app. Next question. What made, no, I already did that one. F favorite platform. Why did you start a YouTube channel? Ooh, good question. Uh, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just wanted something to work for weekly. Um, have something consistent and post like once a week for at least a year was my goal when I started it and I've since surpassed that yay and I'm going to try doing twice weekly for a year and then we'll see what happens from there it's fun to 
like make videos about something I love to talk about. I, this is kind of, I'm not going to reveal too much, but I'm actually thinking about starting a second channel. Uh, and I will say that it is not related to videography or anything. It's just going to be uh, a channel about something else that I love and it's going to be fun. And, and like now that I have the knowledge from this channel, I feel like I can handle a second one. That could be completely wrong. I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted, I just wanted like something to post on and share my knowledge that was, that I had. My first ever video was a short film uh, that I, that was an entry for Sarah Dietschy's editing competition, the me and my competition with Lassie Collective. And, and then after that, it was a channel intro, and then I was like, oh wait, I kind of like this. Let's do some, let's do some tutorials, some reviews. Uh, and, I, and I was just, you know, I, I like have all this stuff in my brain, all this specialized knowledge that I want to make public and not just like for education, but also so that I can look back on it at this time period in my life so I can uh, see if, like see how much I've grown since starting the channel. Did that answer the question? Yeah, I just wanted to share my knowledge. Um, if someone offered you a full-time video job, would you take it? Okay. I said in an episode you'll see soon. Oh, okay. Yes, I would. Let me explain why. And I am going to make, I, I might make a separate YouTube video about this over on my YouTube channel, link down below, but I don't know. Uh, I guess I could answer it really quickly here. Yes, especially right now, I'm working towards moving out, getting a car, all, all the grown-up things, all the adult stuff, you know? So I need consistent income. And being a freelancer is fun, but, like, you know, it's very hard to be consistent, like, have consistent income. So having a full-time job or a part-time job where at least I know how much I'm going to make every week or every two weeks, or ultimately, I know how much I'm going to make every month, that would be great. Uh, so I have been applying to places, of course. It's difficult right now because of the pandemic. But... I am, like, you know, searching for stuff. You know, it's still... Uh, just because, like, I'm working for someone doesn't mean I'm limited. I mean, some places maybe, but I, I know that really great people know their employees' worth, and I know that if I have an awesome boss, I'll be able to grow. And, you know, you know it's like, like I've said about college, like, how it's the only way to uh, how it's not the only way to make it it's like i like i acknowledge that you know being a freelancer it's very hard to make it and i know i can make it with video and a job like a structured w2 job is another way to make it become successful ultimately success is what you want you know so yes, I would. Um, my website is linked down below if you if you wanna if you if you want to see my demo reel, uh, link in the link in the description. You know, so I would take a job. Um, oh, I said an episode see you soon. Along those lines, as long as I have a good boss, yeah. As long as I have a good boss who allows me to grow. Uh, okay. This is the last question I have written down. Um, 
this was probably all the questions I got because you know I'm not the most popular on on Instagram. It, it may be the most consistent on there, but you know it's not the most popular. Actually, no, I'm more consistent on YouTube, but Instagram I'm the most engaging and the most active. Still not that big, but you know I. Point is, I didn't get very many questions. Let's let's answer this last question. You had a heart transplant. How do you cope with that? Okay, yeah, here we go. I had a heart transplant in 2012. I, I mentioned it in the short film. It's one of the main things because that short film was made for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, and, yeah, so I, I actually was on a, a podcast about this. I was a guest on a podcast, the Upbeat Podcast by Coach Art. I will link that down below in the description how do I cope with it? That was a question they asked. And I think the way, the way I used to describe coping with it, because it is a huge procedure. I got, I got like the whole thing replaced. Not all of it, but that's, that's tech, never mind. Anyway, yes, I have my heart replaced. I do not have any cravings. Uh, no, no thoughts from the, from the donor or anything. But how do I cope with it? I really don't know. I used to say that it was like the worst or scariest thing that ever happened in my life, but I feel like that's not entirely correct. Uh, it's, you know, something else could come along. In fact, after the heart transplant, um, they send you to, or they sent me to a whole bunch of, of like behavioral health doctors and mental health places just to like make sure I didn't have any PTSD. I don't. Uh, thankfully, I'm very thankful that I don't have any PTSD, and I understand that it's a huge problem. I've, I actually had more PTSD from my first car accident than from uh, my heart transplant, which that is really interesting, but I think I can explain it with this. I knew the transplant was coming. Uh, the way a transplant works is you're put on a, on a call list, like a wait list, and then they call you when they get to you and a heart is available. And you have to be at the hospital within like six hours. So I knew it was coming. You know, it's just like kind of surprising when it happens and you get really terrified. I could tell the story of like how terrified I was on April 14th, 2012 at around 4.45 p.m. when I got the call. But yeah, I knew it was coming, you know. Car accident, you know, I, I guess like every time you get in, into a car, you, you know an accident could happen. But truth is, if you drive a car every day, that feeling starts to fade. And you just, you know, you gain confidence in your abilities to drive and your comfortability on the roads with other drivers. And sometimes just all goes out the window. And that, that was what happened with my car accident. I had had my license for about eight months and then boom, uh, collision you know, and that's like terrifying, like three cars totaled, including mine. I'm like, ah, ah, I don't ever want to get in a car again kind of thing, you know? So I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into like a therapy appointment. Um, but yeah, I got, I had more trauma from my first car accident than from the heart transplant. And I guess coping with it, I don't know. I I mean, it's in the past, you know. So it's like I I think part of it was that as a child, I was completely clueless to what was going on. You know, I was a 12-year-old kid. How what was I supposed to know about anything going on? Like I had an interest in cardiology, um but it's not like I had 
um, awareness, you know, I was a kid. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I was going somewhere else with that too. I feel like I was going to say something else in that regard. Right? Uh, yeah, okay, right. How it was in the past. You know, it's like, um, to my knowledge, you can't change the past and, unless we invent time travel, in which case that would be cool. But if time travel ever gets invented, then technically it's already been invented. Be Never mind. Anyway, it's in the past. I can't change it. Like, there, there are some things I have to do every day, but it wasn't, like, a horrible experience. It was painful, you know, excruciating pain. One night, I in the hospital, I stayed up with psychosis. I ripped an arterial line. Uh, I had to be restrained. That's, that's a whole other story, but, um, yeah, it's... Ah, dang it. I was gonna I was gonna go somewhere with that and then you know train of thought just poof, departed the station of my brain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was painful. I that's all I can recall that it was painful. It was painful, but it's um right. I chose to see it as a good thing. If I did not have my heart transplant, I would have died. I would not be here. If I had not taken my meds every day until this day and for the rest of my life, I would die. I would not be here. And I choose to see that as a happy thing, that this this heart transplant added 70-something years to my life, you know? So, and that's what my doctors kept telling me. And I think that really helped in terms of mitigating any, any echo of ADHD, uh, not ADHD. I do have that, but... Uh, any possibility of PTSD was that I could see it as a positive thing. Um, and I, yeah, so I see the transplant as a very happy thing that I can live now. I, I guess that's how I cope with it. I choose to see it as a good thing, something that's painful, but is going to be good in the long run. Like what's something else that's painful, but good in the long run. Uh, for some people, college. I, I made a whole video about why I dropped out of college, and ultimately I said, you know, it's not for everyone. But for a lot of people, like doctors, you know, doctors are like some of the highest paid people. Some of the most brilliant brains go to be doctors, and they're awesome. And, you know, med school is not easy. Not not like I know or anything, but, you know, I've seen it in med students. Um, with well, when it comes to like student debt, grad school, uh, especially right now where some places you are literally not capable of doing of doing clinicals, um, it's not easy. But I'm sure a lot of doctors are very happy with with where they are right now. I I mean I'm not trying to speak on behalf of doctors or anything, but like I see a doctor and I'm like. Respect, like, that took a lot of hard work to get there. That's a lot of perseverance, you know what I mean? So, but, yeah, I cannot think of an example that's more relatable. If you're a doctor, um, congrats. That's a lot of hard work. That's, that, yeah, you could see med school is definitely a good thing because without it, you would not be a doctor. I, fun fact, when I was really in the middle of this heart thing, I 
really wanted to be a cardiologist for a hot minute. Uh, ultimately, then I, I you know, kind of came to a realization that I was like, no, I can't sit still in class. I, I like making videos, but, you know, like anatomy still interests me. It's very cool. Um, yeah, I wanted to be a cardiologist for a minute. So, yeah. Should I wrap the episode up? Yeah. We're coming, we're coming to the end of the episode. If you liked this episode, let me know down below. I'm going to try not to edit it, but we'll see how this goes. I'll just slap an intro and ending on it, lower third. I don't know how this is going to work out. This is the only episode, full-length episode, I've done without anyone else. And we have about a minute left. So, I want to thank you for watching and listening wherever you are. If you're watching on YouTube... Hey, what's up? You can check out the audio version down below in the description. And if you are listening, hey, how's it going? You can check out the video version on YouTube. Uh, I'm on all sorts of platforms. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, of course. That's how I distribute this podcast. You can find micro content on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, for however long that will be. Um... That'll be at Creator Convos on everything. Uh, so, and like I said, micro content, I'm gonna scale back on micro content for now. But, you know, I'll still post photos and, you know, I'll, I'll like market for each guest. So, check those social media platforms for that. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching, listening, wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. All right, peace. Ooh.